0: Shadow's Bastion, a By Gods and Kings story, takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. All of these works are available to read on Kindle Vela and are available shortly after this release. For more information on By Gods and Kings, please visit our website, bygodsandkings.com, or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Chapter 6 The Wooden Prison of Souls The city of Sunshire was bustling with commerce as merchants brought their goods off of the many ships in the harbor and transported them into the city square. Vendors shouted and bartered with the locals and visitors while the sailors all enjoyed the cafes and pubs. Sunshire was a major source for commerce on the Saryak River, with its harbor serving as the primary source of food for the mighty kingdom of Shorek to the north. While the source of the Saryak River was near Shorek, the river wound through and underneath the Peroni Mountains, making treks due there for most merchant vessels impossible. The rays of the sun illuminated the bright city, with the priests of Saeria openly moving throughout the streets. They greeted the shopkeepers and artisans as friends, with many of the locals reciprocating their generosity. The grey robes with black and white trim made them stand out, which brought a sense of relief to Kuros. He made his way along the street with Rosali at his side, noting where he saw the priests so that he could keep his eyes on them. They passed several buildings, all made of wood with pitched roofs and chimneys billowing smoke into the air. The merchants smiled as they walked by, taking note of Kuros's robes and Rosali's attire. It was no secret who their allegiance was with, and the people of Sunshire were not bothered by it. They appeared courteous and hospitable as the two followers of Darien made their way through the city. The ground crunched beneath their feet with every step, as the gravel and dirt was recently stirred by the many carts pulled through the area. The main road that the two traipsed along came up to a wooden bridge that led to their destination. Before we get to the stockade, I need you to know something, Inserted Razali before they could place their feet on the wooden planks. None of these men who are working on this stockade are your friends. While we may give them commands, they ultimately serve the Dorvos. Everything that we say will make its way back to the plantation. Kuros nodded and placed his right foot on the wooden plank. So be careful what I say, he asked rhetorically, answering Rosali's statement with a coy response. Rosali scoffed and shook her head before the two made their way across the river. Beneath them, the Sariak River flowed to the east and merchant ships moved beneath them. Commerce always flowed with the currents of the Sariak River. No matter what changed and who ruled the cities and the towns, the Sariak was still the true source of power. Kuros approached the stockade and stood in front of it. The sun pierced the air around it and cast a massive shadow against the ground while workers toiled away. Wooden planks were being shuffled around the inside of the stockade while several priests of Sariya, as well as a few other dignitaries of other deities, meandered around the structure inspecting it. Rizali came up behind Kuros as he awed at the massive wooden building. They've gotten a lot done in the past couple of weeks," she announced. They would have gotten more done had you not been summoned by your god, boomed a voice from around the corner of the stockade. A man with yellowish-green hair and a scar on his face walked out. His robes were green and the insignia of Talgis, the god of the atmosphere, was emblazoned on his shoulders while a massive pendant with a green gem rested in the center of his chest. I take it Darian felt it necessary for you to personally deliver the priest here to us. Rosali turned and smiled at the muscular man. Kuros, I'd like for you to meet Banthias, god-touched servant of Talgis and his representative with this project. Kuros smiled at the name, Banthias, having heard a great deal about him. He was a ruthless killer who was a seasoned warrior and an excellent hunter. His mastery of the winds made him a formidable opponent and his ability to slice through most solid object with gusts gave him a reputation of being Talgis's strongest warrior. It's a pleasure to meet you, Banthias, said an awe-inspired Kuros. I do hope I can listen to some of your tales soon. Banthias smirked. I'm sure we'll have the chance at some point. He paused at the sight of another god-touched approaching, this one a female with blonde hair bound behind her head like Rosali's, though with a much more cheerful and pleasant disposition. I think your attention is about to be taken by those with a similar affinity, friend. I'm sure we'll have a moment to talk soon. Kuros turned away from Banthias to see Chalice, another god-touched servant of Darien, approaching from the other side of the building. She smiled at Kuros as she continued forward, eventually wrapping her arms around him and embracing him. Welcome to Sunshire, she said warmly. It's nice to meet the man chosen by Darian for this task. Kuros locked eyes with Chalice, noticing how genuine she was with Banthia scoffing and walking away. Thank you, he replied. It's a pleasure to finally meet you as well. Chalice smiled from ear to ear and glanced over at Rosali. It's good to see you made it back in one piece too. Did you run into any issues coming over the mountain? Rosali sighed loudly. Just Koobz, but we made it through okay. That's good. Koobz is fairly harmless, but it's good that you were to make it through without a fight, continued Chalice. Behind the smiling Chalice, sitting on a collapsed log, was Albatron. His stark, silver hair reflected the sun's rays with his demeanor very cool and unapproachable. Chalice glanced over her shoulder with Curl's looking past her to see Albatron lost in thought. You could smile more, announced Chalice, breaking Albatron's concentration. And you could mind your own business, countered Albatron rudely. He remained seated and shifted his attention to the perky blonde soldier who refused to remove the smile from her face. One of us has to keep our wits about us in this vile place, he stated softly, with a younger man walking up beside him. Perhaps you should stop being so paranoid and just focus on what is in front of us, he stated playfully. Draenold, the man that Rosali fired at earlier, approached Kuros and extended his hand. It's a pleasure to finally meet you, though I won't lie, I've heard nothing about you until today. Rosali scoffed at the brashness of drenault And you won't know anything more about him either, at least not until we're done." The other god-touched all laughed at Rosali, with Drenalt shaking his head and turning away, waving his head in disgust at the others. "'I was hoping the four of you would at least be somewhat productive today, though I suppose my faith was misplaced as it usually is,' stated a firm voice from the shadows. Warnier, the leader of the five god-touched, approached Kuros with the other four god-touched staying close and focusing their attention on him. His gray hair and withered complexion were his most stark features, but his reputation of being a gifted swordsman and a powerful conjurer of Darien's art made him revered. He glanced at Kuros and shook his head in disbelief. "'Not half an hour into your arrival and I've already gotten word that you are going to have dinner tonight with the Dorvos. Please, priest, tell me what you're thinking,' Chastise Warnier." With the other four god-touch looking on, Kuros smirked and shrugged nonchalantly. Warnier fumed and sighed loudly, "'Your arrogance is going to get you killed and the entire plan ruined see the elder god touched perhaps he should fall ill that would at least give him an opportunity to see another sunrise inserted albatron from where he was still seated warnier shook his head and waved off albatron's suggestion no they'll know that he's in sunshire and they'll find him he's as good as dead already kuros laughed loudly prompting the elder god touched to turn quickly toward him why are you laughing priest are you seriously yearning to find your way to the scales tonight he asked abrasively no in fact i think i'll be living a lot longer than the rest of you countered kuros Four of the god-touch were taken aback by his remark, while Rosali, having already heard Kuros earlier, folded her arms across her body and sighed. The lot of you were so worried about treating Saeria's followers as your enemy that you are refusing to believe that they are our ally. Warnier turned away from Kuros and approached Chalice. Alert the Dorvos that we will be sending Kuros to Shorek to convene with the High Priest and that dinner will have to wait, he commanded, with Chalice nodding in agreement. You will do no such thing, shouted Kuros defiantly. He took three steps toward Warnier and placed his finger in the god-touched face, leaving a few inches from his nose. I will meet with Regulus Dorvo this evening, along with his wife, children, and that priest from earlier. I will break bread with them and I will enjoy their patronage. I will listen to their grievances and I will assure them that Darien has their best interest in mind as well as his own. Warnier stepped toward, toward Kuros' finger and pushed it to the side. You will never speak to me in that tone of voice again, priest, he whispered softly. Do you understand me? Kuros smiled while locking eyes with Warnier, and you will stop referring to me as Priest God touched, countered Kuros, matching the same tone as Warnier. You may start referring to me as Warden, because that's what I will be. The four other God touched were in awe at Kuros' brash rebuttal, with Warnier standing his ground. Now, Master Warnier, if you're finished telling me what I am not going to do, I'd like to head to the inn and start preparing for this evening, as it appears you all have everything in place here. Warnier seethed while hanging his head. Fury built within his bones as Kuro stepped past him, back toward the bridge. You are here to do a job, shouted Warnier. Kuro stopped and turned to face Warnier and the others. And I will, first thing in the morning after I return from the Dorvo Plantation. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scripcrip.com.